Welcome to Nana Tings. Hola, chicos and chicas. <laughs> On today's episode of Nana Tings, I am joined by a hottie toddie and my new acting friend, Giovanni. We get into some things on dating, dating apps, acting in New York and LA, and everything in between. So, this is a really fun conversation. Y'all are gonna love it. The hot tea and all the tings. But I gotta play some ads before, so while they're playing, grab your blunt, grab your champagne, your water, your tea, your wine, whatever the fuck you want, and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, I just want to say I have three books out right now and I appreciate the support from all of you, from everyone that got my first book, Falling Angel Rise in Phoenix, to my second, Romance in a Mono Road, and my current third, Baby, Antonio's Return. Check it out at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon. You can easily just search my name, Antonio Laranzo, L-I-R-A-N-Z-O, and go get a copy, review it, love it, share it, and all the things. Okay? <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Antonio here at Nana Tings, and I have a special guest, my new actor friend and hottie toddy, Giovanni. What's up, baby? Hello. How Hello. are you? <laughs> Hanging in there, tired as fuck. We were just talking about offline about being exhausted, and yeah, <laughs> it's format. Yeah, that's what it is, girl. That's what it is. That's what we do. That's what we do. So I met you on set recently. And your energy is so amazing. And you just have this it's like misleading is what I was told. Mis- <laughs> Wait, who the fuck's in misleading? Oh, I'm totally kidding. Um, well, no, because you were all you all were cackling in a corner and I was just like standing around like, talk to me. I want to be your friend. But I was also very quiet and like just watching and observing and seeing who is like what and where I can like who I can like sneak into and be like. Um, but yeah it was like it was a moment because I wasn't I went from really quiet to just wouldn't shut the fuck up yeah okay (laughs) so so that was like a moment but yes we met on set that was lovely oh yeah so there was Daniel or David is this bad that I (laughs) great we really, we really absorbed those, those, uh, what a great start. Oh no, it was David. He is so sweet. Yes. Yeah. There's David. And then there was the other gentleman who I completely forgot. He yeah. wasn't really, he was very like secretive about his age. You don't talk about his age. You don't talk about any of it. And I was just like, why girl? It's okay. <laughs> why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Real. I think that's the biggest thing about this like industry is, I, I'm not one to like, I'm 39. That's what it is, what it is. I don't care. I think secretly I want to be like, I want them to be like, oh, you're 39. You don't look 39. So it's almost like planting this kind of seed secretly. But realistically, I just think being transparent, as transparent as you can, because you want to make, you know, establish some kind of relationship with these people, especially if we're going to be on set for a few days. I'm like, come on, open up. <laughs> speak the truth like let's be real what's the tea what's going on all the things i um you know you say you're 39 i remember you told me and i was like i thought you were my age 30 i was like you look okay you look fine as fuck sis i'm proud i am proud 
But yeah, on the day of Setho, yeah, you were quiet. The, what made me like your energy was when that woman kept saying, uh, group of gays or what, what was it she was like <laughs> group of gays i was like you were laughing you were cackling so much and i would catch your eyes and cackle with you and i was like oh okay he has warm energy but like he's not opening up yet and then when we got to uh crafty and that's when i really started fucking with you because your energy opened yes, up so much. Was <laughs> as long as there was food in front of me i was fine but other than that, I was just like, okay, group of gays. But what was, what was the kicker for you is when we're on the bus and they're like, Antonio, we need to have you have another COVID test. Oh uh, my and God. Everyone just kind of was like, <laughs> girl, that was, can we talk about that really quick? Um, I have never been like, walk of shame on a bus like you see in movies before till now. And it was COVID shaming. like. I was told I was good to go with my swab and I'm triple vax and I'm you know, testing every fucking two days with, with shit. Um, and when the way she yelled at me to like get up and I was in the back of the bus and I had to walk through that. And also the other PA was calling me at the same time being like, you need to report here. And I'm like, yo, y'all are triggering my anxiety and this is not cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, it wasn't the most tactful way of doing it. I would have, I'm just call the name it's like oh can you come up here for a moment please and call it a day exactly that's what i actually was thinking about um looking to be a pa somewhere but i heard it's like the shit of the shit jobs mm -hmm. and people treat you not lovely because i have a friend of mine who's doing who's a pa for a couple of marvel series um and i was like oh my god that could be amazing he's like no i wouldn't suggest it well the hours are crazy i had a friend on it that literally would have 20 hour days I mean, at least she's getting paid. Yeah, but it's not like a high rate compared to like if you could do like a commercial or print job for eight hours, you know, like it's not true, 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 true. Um, but it's definitely something that I was like, let me just do it for a day just to see what it's like because I can wrangle folk. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, you could definitely try it. Let me know how it is. <laughs> like, this life is over here. <laughs> You're not sag. You're over here. We're over here. Everyone on the bus now. Can, yeah. I tell, can I tell you, I was on set for a very popular show that's going to be airing in November, December? December. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, so I wasn't really being used and I decided like, okay, I'm going to go get a crafty, but it's like three blocks away. Yeah. So I walk over to crafty and I'm, I'm so excited because I really wanted an iced coffee. I just wanted an iced coffee, plain and simple. So I walk up and there was someone in front of me and I'm like, oh, this is exciting. There's all these, all these treats. And I was like, oh, can I get a nice coffee? And she's like, are you background? <laughs> yes. <You're, laughs> as she says, yes. Uh, she goes, your table's over there. Wait. The way you he said it, your table, you can, that's your table. It was... So it was a table, like uh, two <laughs> decaf coffee pastries that were wrapped in plastic that you go get in the bodega and candy. I was like, and then they watched me from the window and I just was like, <laughs> grab the coffee and I just throw at them. So was it a table for just background or was it like SAG versus non-SAG? It was just a table for background. 
But it's funny, being in LA versus here, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's COVID, uh, post-COVID, but the line between SAG and non-union, it was blurred. So everyone had an opportunity to get a nice coffee or anything, anything that we wanted. There was never um, this you know, line of SAG and non-union until I got to the city. And when I first went, my very first uh, background job, uh, that was like, it was really like pushed in my face. Like, this is SAG, this is non-union, you have to wait. Oh, okay. So that was that was a moment for me. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just food. It's like what is the like what is the difference if I decided you know? And then you, yeah. you see the people, and then there is a there's a there's a an air about the people that are sad, which I've noticed recently here. And I was just like, oh, you know, no shade, but I mean, if you're gonna be sag the last thing i would want to be doing is background you know what i mean so that being said hence why i've been really trying to push you know i'm, I'm on i need my third voucher but the goal is to have more you know commercials under my belt more speaking parts yes. let me talk is what i'm asking <laughs> let me just say hi i um, just want to say hello welcome or like hola senor get to get it <laughs> Like it's just one of those things where I, you know, oh, that's great. Yeah, they push me. They either push me to the back or they push me right next to the characters, and I'm just like, because of that mustache, she's trademarked. I was gonna say she got she got thick, tiny. You look good. I, with I got her. I got her trimmed. Look at that. It's actually a lot tinier than it was, but this is gonna grow in like two weeks. I'll have a full beard. Mm. Then I'll be yo yo soy Jose Jimenez. Jose. <laughs> um, you brought up a good point about LA though. I um I was gonna ask you about that because I know you lived in both coasts and had experience um doing artistic stuff. So you're you know, you you remind me of a story. I was on set back in 2016 and it was time for food, right? And the lunch was the same for non-union and sag background or not, whatever. But it was a few of us non-union people getting food. And this woman fucking ran and she goes, you can't do that. And Lily pushes one of the actors and we're like, what? She's like, SAG has to go first. <laughs> and I was like, to get the same plate? Okay. Mind you, the, the plates were already like pre-made tubes, like one of those like containers with the food in it. So I'm over here like. Ma'am. Yeah, I was like. Has she put her hands on somebody? I would have died. Yeah, I was over here like, y'all are stank. I don't know. That's why I sort of liked our set that I met you on, where like it just felt chiller, you know? Well, I mean, realistically, we were all technically getting either a SAG voucher or SAG. So there wasn't a worry. SAG, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a worry on who gets what, what not. Um, It's only on those bigger sets, like the one, the other one that we did together where that was like a moment well oh yeah i forgot crafty moment across the street and then all eyes i'm like you need to chill out boo boo i'm like come fuck down um but yeah with la it was just la was great with when it came to background work like i was consistently working every week two to three jobs and what i enjoyed about it uh, the being on set was very like it wasn't, everyone was very welcoming. Everyone talked to you. 
um, you know, my favorite background moments were one, I can't actually say the name, but the other one was the L word. Ooh. And everyone on set was great and lovely and kind. There was a moment where I was, I think it was the last day of this, um, of the L word, it was the last episode. And the guy who was running the, the COVID captain looks at me and he's like, he's like, you're so handsome. And I was like, sir, thank you. But can you like say that to me? Um, second, he announces it to everyone in the room. Like, they're like, I just wanna let everyone know, they, like, can we just acknowledge how handsome this man is? It was the most uncomfortable moment I've ever had. If I was a woman, it would have been a thing. But, and I'm like, so, cause I was a man, it was okay. And it was, yeah, so it happened and I just was, I laughed it off, but like looking back on it, I was like, well, that was just so weird, so weird. And then every time he saw me, it was kind of like, he felt nervous or looked away and I'm just like, dude, it's okay. If you are a homosexual, I will be here to guide you. <laughs> but yeah, it was, the L word was, everyone was really, really, really lovely on there. And I love working for them for sure. Um, who else was there? Uh, Curb was great. Curb Your Enthusiasm. They, it was, it was a good time. Very simple, straightforward. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, never a thing about SAG until I came to New York. So that's going to be a, a moment because I'm one voucher away, girl. One voucher away. Yeah, with SAG, it's like a catch-22 for me. It's like, I want to be inside because even if you get back on work, like the rate's better, you know, overtime's better. But um, commercial print is really good in the non-union world. You know, there's a lot of really good gigs. But so like I was reading up online, you could be SAG and work non-union, but it has to be a, the company has to be like verified, like SAG something where you are SAG, you take non-union pay, but it's like up to, I guess, a production's discretion or whatever contractual thing it is. But yeah, I don't know. It really is a catch me too, because SAG also will help you get in the room a little bit more of agencies and stuff like that for one I've line. I noticed that, yeah. Stuff. But then it's like, if you're making really fucking good money in print and commercial, it's like, what? Yeah, I don't... dude, our industry is so rough. Even when little things like that, like from SAG to verse non-SAG to like commercial print being more non-union, it's like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely like a catch to how it works. Um... I mean, we'll see. I don't, I mean, I've never, I haven't done, obviously I haven't done commercial. I mean, I've done, I've done like um, video, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you're like a new hire and you have to watch these videos of people that are things you shouldn't be doing. Like, you do one of those like training informational things. I did a few and there was one where I was a, um, <laughs> I was a man, I was the harasser to this woman who is our waitress. So I had to be like uh, suggestive of sexual harassment but without touching her. And I'm like, ooh. So every time like we did it, we did it like the scene. And then when, we, when he cut, I was like, oh girl, this is a lot. And try to like queen out so she could be at least comfortable. But it was, it was too cliche because it, the Latino, myself, was the harasser. And who came in to save the day was the white man. 
a white it was a, a a waiter who was a white dude and i'm like uh, i don't know how i feel about this but hey you know it was a check mm-hmm. uh but that was one of like you know the closest I I felt ever being like in the spotlight or being more of like a direct principal. Um, but yeah, it's I'm realizing the the highs and lows of this industry and what a roller coaster. Like there'd be times when you're like up here and everyone wants you, and then you're over here when nobody knows you or doesn't really pay attention. I've been on that high for a while. I've, I've been the it girl before, you know, and I've been the not it girl for years. And now I'm oh. sort of like in my it girl era again. But uh, yeah, you sort of got to like how to figure out when you're um, not the it girl, how to like at least stay like the middle girl, <laughs> you know, like not the low girl, but like, you know, you know, just passing yeah, by. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no. I, all I really want is just some kind of finding my niche and where I fit in in this industry. You know, I, I watched, I, I've been fortunate enough to have a very successful friends who yeah. are in this industry and who are, who are like one recent um, friend of mine is like his movie's coming out and it's Tick, Tick, Boom. And now I, he's just, he's all over the place. And it's just, his career is just going to flourish even more. He's a very talented man and I love him dearly. The kindest man I've ever known. And just someone who's been, we became fast friends. I don't know if it's, you know, related as both Latinos, you know, in this community or uh, just the way we are with family, but he, he's the kindest person um, and has been very uh, gracious with, his time to you know call me and if I have a question about the industry or anything he's been there um but watching his career flourish and like uh, take him to the side for a moment and watch look at Ariana DeBose can we talk about her for a second she's um from musical theater ensemble to principal principal into a movie Netflix uh was the uh prom and now she's suddenly doing everything I was on set for Westworld mm. and I, uh, Evan, Evan, Rachel Wood, Evan, 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 Rachel Wood comes in and then this girl comes in with her and I look over and I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking Ariana DeBose. I'm like, this is, this is unreal. Um, so I messaged her. I have, I think one thing I'm really good at I, and I have no quarrels with is messaging anybody uh, on Instagram, I'll slide into the DMs and be like, hey sis, like so happy to see you doing, you know, what you're doing, especially in this genre. It's like I have Broadway and sci-fi colliding. And it's just it's a really fucking cool thing to see. I love it. Yeah, I agree. You're you're great at messaging, by the way. I love when you always pick it with me. I've only known you for like what two or three weeks now and it's like you're good, you're really good at communication. And I I love people that are like that because there's a lot of people that are not like that especially yeah. in this industry, right? Like, you know, people, you know, a lot of these people will text us last minute with some shit or like just ghost. Um, so I think giving someone kudos and good feedback and, you know, it, it's just showing that you're not just a fan, but you're like, there's room at the table for everyone, right? Oh, absolutely, for sure. That's true artistry, in my opinion, not this catty, ugh, you can't eat yet, shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're big your big goals right your aspirations is to have that line that moment and i think you'll get there like you're on the right road boo boo i think so you know i it, it was funny uh, you get 
like I was I was saying earlier, I think it was yesterday before, like I find myself losing wind uh, mm. when it comes to this, this, you know, trying to figure out the acting thing and coming so late into the game, you know, and figuring out what this is for me and how this is going to look and how can overwhelming it can be. But my gut tells me this is what I want to do. And I refuse to like, I'm not going to let it go. Do not. Um, do not. Yeah. So, you know, going to the movies, as I was saying before, it was like, it definitely fills that air back into my lungs that I, in, in, in the excitement, I'm like, oh, this, you, there's a goal. There's a real, there, you just have to keep focus and keep on that goal. It's going to be highs and lows and you just have, it's the acceptance of what it is and being at peace with it and just moving forward. And that's been a learning process. I think it's finally kind of sitting well more now than ever, but um, it, it was a moment. Like I'm, I might've had crying moments out in line trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing um, and where I fit. But I think like, I think this is, I'm on the right path and I, it, my gut tells me I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. Your energy reads that. I mean, I'm really, as an empath, I'm really good at like reading, right, people. And it seems like you are doing what you're meant to do. So I say keep on going, girl. You have a bright future. You're beautiful inside and out. So I think, I think, I think you got this, honey. Maybe. I hope. Yes. <laughs> now I want to switch gears into something even more fun. I mean, acting is fun, but like something more fun. Uh, so I've been doing this like dating app series. And okay. I want to hear stories about, now listen, to what you're comfortable with, right? And you, yeah. Whatever you feel like sharing. Um, there's a lot of fuckboys in this world, right? And there's a lot of fucked up situations. Yeah. So I want to get into some fuckboy things. I mean, I feel like we have a relationship where this is about to be entertaining listening right now. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you been on the apps? I'm just, you know, <laughs> anyway, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Well, my journey with the apps have been, it's been interesting because I, I, <laughs> Tell me all. I was always in a relationship since, you know, since I was like 21 okay. and this past like six years is the longest I've ever been single. So yeah, I, I've downloaded particular scruffy and grindy moment apps and i uh, for you. you know it is what it is it's pretty transparent i've met really cool people from it i've met very odd people from it you know yeah. i it is what it is you kind of like accept it and i'm okay with it it took me a long time because i'm like i think i was through, i don't call it sex phobia but like i was i think i was just worried about what everyone else thought and i've come to a point where i just don't care um about anything what anyone has to say about it i uh, you know, needs. i think yeah but i've gotten accustomed to just fulfilling those needs and not the emotional needs because i find it exhausting that's dangerous so do we like that no because it's an unhealthy pattern and mm -hmm. i and I, I haven't talked to my therapist yet about the situation but i've i what i like i pride myself is to catch it because i catch the pattern I'm like, okay, you're going on the apps when you need something, you get it, and then you're able to move on from it without the commitment, the acknowledgement of the other person's feeling, or even the emotional aspect of it. 
and you're okay with and but you're okay with it and that is a problem um so i'm trying to like rediscover who i am when it comes to sex and like being more open i now know what fulfills me i know what doesn't work i i really explored a lot between post covid in la in la <laughs> i had a good time um, I met a lot of people. Well, I met a lot of people. Unfortunately, it was through the apps because there was really no way to meet anybody else because the bars I weren't feel like open. There's, yeah, there's also no way even when they're open because think about it. Like LA, no shade when I say this to my LA brothers and sisters out there because like it shows I've been out there a few times, but there's like five bars that everyone drives. So if you think about it, there's no like, it's not like New York where you could literally bump into a gay just by going shopping in Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Or like you get on yeah. the subway and like the same a different group of gays are going on the same subway to Hell's Kitchen or like a restaurant. It's it, it, in LA. I've I've learned that like honestly, the app usage is better. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's a lot easier. I I find it less frills. I'm a little bit more to the point. Um, you know, there's people that want to get to know you, and there's people that want to like you know get to you know. It is what it is. Get to know um, you. <laughs> getting to know you. Uh, so, in, but in LA, I had some, I, I had a, probably primarily maybe two two crash and burns. Um, <laughs> I love how you start that. <laughs> yeah. The first one was really hard. Surprisingly, because it was only a month, but the the, the established connection was so strong because the it's seven from New York. Um, but it just took a turn really quickly, which I couldn't understand what was going on. Um, to touch lightly, he was somebody who I believed everything he said. I, after two weeks, I said, I deleted the apps and I really want to get to know you. I want to be, you know, I'm into this. Like I'm 100% present for this. He felt the same way. So I was happy. It was like, it was probably the happiest I've been in a long time. I was like, oh, cool. You're the same age. I feel like we have the connect, that connection. He, you know, I, I'm, we've known each other probably as long as I'm my ex, I was like almost seven, eight years. Oh, and okay. I, yeah, I knew his ex-partner. So I knew his skeleton. I was very familiar. It didn't bother me because he also, he was sober. He didn't, um, and I was totally okay with it and supportive. I was like, you know, do what, I, I get it. I get it completely. Never want to interfere in somebody's sobriety. So fast forward, uh, a month goes by, like we're into it. He like, you know, it, it was very like a movie at moments. And so, you know, I got wrapped up in this thing and maybe I think I might have ignored some signs, which apparently after the fact were there. Uh, he, the last thing I remember was kissing him goodbye. So he was on the sidewalk. I kissed him goodbye, got in my car, but then drove up to the sidewalk and gave him a kiss again, uh, goodbye before he leaves. Cause he had to go back to his hometown to vote because there was some kind of issue. That's like, so okay, romantic cool. though, a double kiss yeah yeah and so i was really literally romance like the romance really kind of like screened me in a lot of ways so i he left i text him julian how are you doing i think communication is a big thing i like to communicate with whoever i'm dating especially if i'm very 
if I'm interested in, in can all the other boys learn this right now? Can uh, they learn this? Because yeah. I'm over the bad communication. Yeah, it's really not complicated to be like, hey, I'm like, it's I'm not just, hard. Hey, like, what's going on? Like, how's your, you know, did you make it home? And then I'm the type, like, I would, I'll call and be like, at the end of the night and just kind of, you know, because I, I like, I, we're busy. We're always busy. Every, we're all busy. I get it. But it would be nice. I like to, like, not necessarily call it reporting in, but like, I tell you what's been going on through my day. No. Um, and so we've had that conversation, but then he kind of distant, he got a little distant and fast forward, he kind of like vanished. And I'm like, are we okay? And like, it was just really abrupt. He said, oh, it's just, I felt triggered. He felt triggered because I approached him about it. And I was forward, I'm not gonna like not say anything. So uh, I asked him, I think it was like a night before, the two nights before, I'm like, hey, like, is there anything wrong? You could just tell me I'm like just talk to me I'm like I, I can handle it if, if you have something to say or if you're not into this just, yeah. I'm like just tell me nothing's wrong nothing's wrong everything's great I'm like okay so I'm not sweating it I was excited he was coming home I was going to pick him up from the airport so two days later go pick him up from the airport I parked the car I went and waited for him and you're such a passion Latina yeah, I, he comes down and he sees me and he gives me a hug and I was like, something's wrong. I knew it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just knew something was wrong. And he, he gave me a kiss and I was like, okay. And I drove him home. I got, so he had an audition of some sort. Or he had to choreograph something and I knew he didn't have any, he didn't go to food shopping. So I got him a bunch of treats and water so he can do it when he got home. I dropped them off. As I was driving, I realized oh, I forgot. I forgot to give you this, so I ran back, gave it to him. I was like, I gave him a kiss. I was like, good luck with everything, and I'll talk to you in a bit. Fast forward, I really didn't hear from him. Oh, actually, no, I heard from him that night, and he he called me and he said, you know, I just really want to think how thoughtful you are, and I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that. And I was like, you're welcome. Two days later, he broke it off from me. And his reasoning was he, he needed to focus on his sobriety and his career. And he's not capable of having a boyfriend right now. I was like, okay. But unfortunately, a month later, you know, a friend of mine, as he was trying to be kind, um, screenshot his um, Facebook. And it was the guy that I was dating for a month and he's in a relationship. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, he told me he didn't want to be in a relationship. He didn't, he needed to focus on his sobriety. Yet he's dating somebody who's a circuit boy. Yeah. So, but he's also a writer on Netflix. He's a writer on Netflix. And this guy is a dancer who wants to be a choreographer for TV and film. So I don't know if it was a career move. I don't know. Girl, Are, you know these boys... I can't, I can't. And there's people like you and me where, you know, just your story alone, I can tell that you have that uh, hopeless romantic tendency and which is fine. I'm very the same way. And I think it's our upbringing, our ethnicity background. It's also just being artistic and vulnerable. It's a perfect blend. There's a lot of people out there, even artists, right? That you would think they would be more vulnerable, but like they're fuck boys. Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't comprehend it. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a disappointing moment in my life. Um, I, I, I it was it hit me hard, and I don't understand why it hit me so hard within a month. Maybe because of vulnerability that you were giving for that month, because that that yeah, it was the first time I've actually felt the the window yeah. of vulnerability being able to like like and open it. And um, yeah, it just what it was just probably the most disappointing moment I've ever had in my entire life in a long time. So with that being said, I just was like, okay. I walked away from it. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I almost wanted to screenshot the inner relationship and then have the message he sent me because he broke it off with me via text. He didn't even call me. Oh. Yeah. So I almost wanted to be vindictive and do the, the screenshot of the message and now him being in a relationship. But I'm like, what is it? Who's it going to benefit? Nobody. So was that the first crush and burn? Yeah. What's the second? <laughs> Well, you know, I had, so backstory is that I had some history with some, you know, those Mormon Salt Lake boys and I. Oh, uh, give me it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, you know, I met this guy via uh, Hinge mm. and, you know, I was like, okay, you're cute. You know, let's, we had some kind of, we talked for a while but I never met him. And then apparently he said something about me referring to him as a friend. So he didn't think I was interested, but then he pursued me. We talked more and then he pursued me a little bit more. And I was just like, oh, okay, sure. And we had a really good, from what I thought, again, thought it was great chemistry. Uh, there was, we had a really good conversation. I mean, we had sex on the first day, which I wasn't too keen on, but you know. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one, side note um about that yeah i don't know how i feel about that standpoint to be honest um sex on the first day yeah i've had relationships be a little successful and then go really bad but like yeah i don't know what what so what is your standpoint on that really quick not to cut you off but like what do you think about- I, I don't i personally don't want to um usually have sex on the first day especially if there's really good chemistry i'm like i can wait because you want to I like where this is going and yeah and it just kind of happened and like but he he kind of let it like pulled me to the bed and it was just a whole it was this whole thing and and he's like he was so my type though like he's so cute so sweet um turns out he was a divorcee turns out he had some you know issues from his uh, possessive boyfriend and then being a mormon an ex-mormon and what that is and for him to unpack so he was going to therapy um and he you know the more we hung out the more i started to like him and then the more he hung out with me he tells me he's like listen i'm not looking for anything serious um but if you want something casual i'm totally okay with it so he wants to be fuck buddies sure okay why not i've never done that before i really haven't done that before so i was like okay i'll try it out not good at it uh he yeah i'm not good at it either we had a couple of moments that we were like oh i'm like okay so like and then we would have sex and he would like point out that he had to be up early for work and he would push me out and it just felt uh, like I was no, no, no 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 like i have to go to bed you know it's time to go or something. not necessarily the it was pitched that way but it was just like obviously you want me to leave so the one time I said something, and it was, this was March 8th, 
I said, hey, you know, you don't have to pull, you know, push me out. I'm not some piece of me. I get it. And proceeds to make it out that he's like, I can't be apologetic for what, how I want to be because I need to worry about myself. And it was just very, a very wording like this. I got. <laughs> um, he used unapolog. I can't be unapologetic or apologetic or something about it. And I was just like, "Fuck you! Who the fuck are you?" And my thing was, I'm like, "You want to unpack your bullshit? That's great, but please don't unpack it on me." I'm like, because you then don't deal. I'm like, then don't deal with me. And he didn't deal with me. He after March eighth, that was the last time I saw him. Never called me. Never texted. He did message me for my birthday, which I thought was very fucking peculiar. I'm like, why? You haven't talked to me the entire time. You never reached out once to say, hey, I felt a certain way. Because he didn't fucking care. So why should I? And I was able to move on from it. Totally cool. It was really, it was another lesson learned. And since then, I just have, I've met people. Um, but no, I know the red flags now. I know the signs. And I'm just like, I'm good yeah how long were you in la for hmm? how long were you in la for 11 months damn girl you had you had some lovers and moms. <laughs> i was enjoying myself you know it was there was one gentleman actually there was um oh, i don't know if i should bring this up because it could be a little um uh he Unfortunately, he was a very kind, like he was a, we had really good conversation when we talked about what we went through in our dating experiences. And he, we went out for like, it was a very last minute kind of date. And it was during the day because we both saw each other at the gym and then we went out, we had a really nice time. We had a really good conversation. And then right when he leave, we leave each other, he goes in for a kiss, but it was the most awkward kiss. Like the most awkward kiss that one can have. And I was like, fuck, why? And so that was just the signs of what was to come. And, you know, I would come over, we would make out really hard, but we would never fool around. Like we would never get to that point. We watched TV. I gave him foot rubs. We cuddled. We kissed. Oh my God, you were giving foot rubs? Iconic. <laughs> oh, I, I was giving foot rubs. I was giving foot rubs. I could good foot rubs. Um, I have a thing for feet. I like nice feet. So, but he was, um, there, was some, there was a disconnect of some sort. And it turned out later on, there's issues that he has that kind of like, Put, he put it on the, you know, the person he was dating or interested in. And if you like the person too much, he lost interest for whatever. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack. And I was like, okay, dude, like, I, I get it. Um, I think my past experiences just made me think, just allowed me to accept what this was and move on from it. Um, it was a little disappointing because I, I had I had hoped that this could be something more. He he was very sassy and he there was a lot to him that I just really, really truly enjoyed. But um, you know, uh sexual compatibility is the biggest, you know, a big thing. And if there's nothing going on there, then there's something wrong. And I'm pretty I would say that I I I think at this point in my life, I'm pretty versatile. I try to keep an open mind and I try to like 
I think for me, for a successful relationship, you have to be versatile and you have to. Thank you. It's 2021, bitch. Year of the verse. Let's get it. Yeah. And (laughs) I... I'm and I, I'm okay with saying it to like anyone. I like you know how like there's people out there like either bottom shame or do all the things. And I'm like, bitch, I can give it to you as much as I can get it. Like, I'm good. For that bitch. Okay. Yeah, like I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, that that kind of failed. We ended up still hanging out a lot after, but I think there was still I had there was still things that I had about him that I really enjoyed and like it kind of tugged at my heartstrings. So I might have hung out with him at a, you know, interest still. Oh, nugget. Um, yeah, but it, I just, there was the signs were there that I'm like, oh, you know, he's still wrapped around in this idea of, you know, let's take shirtless photos and Speedos and uh, be part of that group. Oh, uh, I know yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah, okay, no, we don't want that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's a, he's a very sweet man, and I, you know, we talk here and there, and I, you know, I, I really do enjoy his company, and we did hang out. So, yeah, if I ever go back to LA, I think, you know, our, we will have a friendship again. It's just, it, it took me a moment, because it really kind of, it was another, like, oh, it's another disappointing moment in LA. Can't date in LA, apparently. Honestly, I feel like it is harder. I okay. It's a little controversial what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna just say it because I'm gonna say it. Um I don't like a lot of people in LA. And I know there's that stereotype of like fakeness and you know presumptuous and stuff, but I really think there's some truth to it. And I was at a party three years ago. And actually, I threw the Halloween party because I used to work for Chappie, right? The gay side of Bumble. And I was a community marketing manager. Uh, Chappie's still going on? Chappie's still a thing? No, I don't know. The last time we worked for them was early 2020. So as of now, I have no idea. But I threw a big party in downtown LA. And then I was there for the weekend after my birthday. And I went to a party. And I think I was just so exhausted from drinking all week. But, like, my triggers to, like go off on someone or hide in. So I'm at this party in the hills, typical sugar daddy party. And there's like- Is that a thing? Yeah, no, it really is a thing in gay culture. Like everyone goes out in WeHo and they all walk up to like a sugar daddy's house and have an after party. So this guy threw his big party and it's just like, I'm not shaming subgroups in our culture, but it was just like a twink party, right? I don't belong here. (laughs) It was too much, everyone's white. I'm like, what is happening? And I get drunk because I was like, I'm going to have to get wasted to like not blow up and be psychotic. And I just, and as an empath, I could pick up on like conversations everywhere. Everyone just starts talking about their own friends. Like one guy went to the bathroom and two guys started talking shit about him. Then I go to the kitchen, get a drink. One guy is talking shit about like his own boyfriend. Then I go to the porch. Someone's backstabbing the other friend. And I'm like, is everyone here so fake? I was like, why is it a thing to get clout and popularity by backstabbing your own fucking best friend? Like, make that make sense. It doesn't. That's the problem. It, it doesn't. Like, and I understand in New York, we have our own drama too. I get it. But like, we're more direct. And also like, you don't really see that. Like all my friends here, like are loving and we're rooting for each other. And, and there's room to sit at the table. Like it, there's, it's non-competitive at, in LA, my experience, the, and I've been in LA over five times now, like, and for like, when was, we, the last time you, when was the last time you were there? 
end of October this year for my birthday. I was literally there October 20. Yeah, I, I flew back the 28th. I was literally just there three weeks ago. Um, yeah, see, my last trip was nice because I was with my New York friends. And then I have a best friend that moved from Long Island there a few years ago to pursue acting. And he has that New York attitude still, though. Very honest, very sweet. You know, it was a dater. Like, it's not what your traditional L.A. gay looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so hanging out with them were cool. But every time I, like, try to hang out with an L.A. click, I always mm-hmm. clash. I don't know why, but it's just not my... You always were what? Clash with them. It's like... Because they're so... Yeah, I got it. So yeah, whatever. It's a little controversial what I just said, but at the same time, it's just my experience. And my experience is that every time I've tried to be friends with the group, I either got shit talked about me or I didn't want to partake in their gossip. So they didn't like hanging out with me. Ew. I know. <laughs> so I can imagine dating. Like I can imagine me dating out there. I think I, I, I first of all, I wouldn't even have a sex life because also I can't fuck energy like that. So like I, <laughs> don't even know <laughs> yeah. so pretty much what i'm saying is when i move out there is to try acting out there it's like i have to at least give my career a chance um i may just not have a social life or a sex life but we're here <laughs> and i really i i kind of had a social life i had a a few friends that were there who i clicked with and i they're i love them they were great they're good people um but yeah dating not a thing not anyone that I, I did meet somebody who, um, before I left, who uh, was quite lovely. And I think it probably would have went somewhere. Um, Cause like, yeah, but I was moving. So at this point, like. Isn't that how it always happens? I feel like when you're moving or you're starting a new career or you're getting really busy, you meet someone that could fit in there. And then it's like, fuck, I always say, you know, people are like, oh, wrong timing. You know, it's just like the right people at the wrong time that's it but there could be a future time oh absolutely absolutely yeah la it's a, it's a thing i know how to navigate it now more than ever but i you know i think eventually i will be back i will move back i just don't know i need to do a few things here before i go out there yeah i'm trying to figure out for myself like when i want to move out there too because like things uh, you know things you just got back here right and like things out here are are picking up as we can see you and i are seeing the work um we're making both really good connections right now especially in the acting world i feel like we're starting to get a circle of group like between you and jackie like i talk to y'all so consistently and i feel like i've been able to meet cooler artists lately Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know um I think, you know, you want to kill the game, which you are going to kill the game. And I think LA, obviously, you should be back in the future. But New York is special right now. And I don't know if it's because we're having like triple the projects out of nowhere or... Good, because I would like to know where they are. (laughs) Where are these projects? Because I sure hell don't know where they are. Um, That literally just sent me. (laughs) Wow. You would know about these projects if you had fucking accounts and other things. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, okay, there's Actors Access, there's Central Casting, there's Central Network Casting, whatever. There's I was like, you would I just would be online to see it. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping this management company works out because I would really like to like have them book me for shit. I know you have so much potential, man, that you're not like 
doing something big right now because like you're handsome and talented i'm like come on dude you like well let's see how i have to actually speak in front of you You haven't seen me speak the most i have is like i have a one um self-tape that i did for a prep campaign oh and it was an interview process so i had to send them and like ask these there was a, a questionnaire and i had somebody ask me those questions and i responded never heard anything back I was just, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to send it to you and you're going to send me, give me your opinion on it. But like, I, I mean, I have, I know how to talk on camera. It's just a question of actually having size and, you know, have, doing something. Uh, I have, a, there's like, there's an on-camera class training thing that's happening on Sundays, but it's via Zoom. So I'm trying to decide if that's what the general I don't know how I feel do. about the Zoom classes. Like, what do you think? Like, I don't, it's not the same training as in person. Yeah, I know. But if I do, if I'm working with Apple, I have to, it's 6.30 to 9.30. So it would be, I work at Apple, go home, and then do the acting class. In my I mean, yeah, and your schedule-wise, you, you know what, fuck it. It's also like, at least for now, put something on your resume, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Who knew? Well, Giovanni forgot to get a resume to say like, hey, I've done this kind of training and I've done this type of acting and I'm blah, 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 and all that shit. So uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I need to be better about if I'm going to do this, I need to be on all, all the games. Oh, I have to create yeah. a reel. I don't, I don't even have a reel. I mean, I need to like come over and help you at all this. Do you have a website? I did have a website, but I couldn't afford to keep it outside. Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> We're well, kind of like when we're off on the website, or I could just grab shoes. <laughs> I th- for anyone listening, I think he low key has an addiction to West Elm and then also just buying more expensive things. <laughs> Not necessarily, but I, I, it's something you know. I feel like all the work I have been doing, mind you, I worked at a, a company that I got like a discount, so I, I had a capitalize on the discount before I left. So that's why I got a few things for this apartment before um, <laughs> before I left. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's nice to treat yourself once a month. So this was the month. I'm like more once a week. <laughs> I used to be once a day. And then I decided to leave it my bar where I was working and <laughs> someone, someone I was talking to. Listen, I was super comfortable, you know, a full-time bartending slash manager, but I always had cash in my pocket. Me like me, 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 me. <laughs> I knew so it was hard for me to like, you know, when everything closed, they wanted me to work at their sister restaurant downtown. And I was just like. I just can't deal with those people. Like, I don't want to deal with those people. That's no, for people. The people. But now look at me. Like, look where I am. I'm doing the same. The thing that I would be doing with them, I'm doing it at a bar restaurant somewhere else. And look at the people. It's all straight. Look at the people. And they're all from Jersey. It's a classy joint. It's a classy joint. <laughs> no. Um... The guy that I'm currently talking to, he made fun of me like two weeks ago. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna like budget and like maybe like do this. He's like, oh, you mean like what? Get a yacht every week? And I'm like, okay, I'm not that bougie. He's like, oh, so it's the guy that I need to buy something every three days. And I'm like, I feel so red. I feel seen. Yeah, maybe that is my life. 
right? Um, yeah, I just, I like nice things. I've always liked nice things. And it's hard for me not to like nice things. That's why I'm like, okay. same. And I like to swipe my credit card. Yeah, I need to, oh, that fucking credit card. She's damaged. Damaged. So that's how we, we're going to manifest it. Damn. Uh, um, we're just going to manifest, like, artistic opportunities. Abundance of opportunities, you know? You are a bad bitch. I literally was, like, playing, I... Uh, was on my uh, I was on the train and like recorded all these videos and started trying to like create like little storylines and like little short films because I have vision and now being on set you know the perspective of you know the camera when they first you know the from behind and like knowing how that works I never really knew anything until being on set I was just like oh I get it I mean, for me, background is almost like lessons, lessons on TV and film yeah. from, I, and watching I everybody. That's work. why a lot of people do it is to get their foot on the door and see how things work, right? So mm-hmm. absolutely, lessons is 100% it. Um, but I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for both of us. I feel like, you know, I, actually, I got to work with you twice now on two different projects. So it's really cool to see you and like do our thing and be a part i mean i should have I, I should have gone with you with that last one when they called everyone back i was like oh has anyone not been used <laughs> and i could have been with you yeah i mean I, I we literally wrapped right after like not even 20 30 minutes after you guys left i mean we still got paid for the day mm. as a true but um as we wrap up I want to ask you one last question. Okay. Are you ready for it? No, <laughs> it's serious, not that serious. Um, okay, so anyone that's listening, what would be advice that you would give them? I'm going to give you two different options you can choose from. What, if someone needed advice about a fuckboy or a situation about being vulnerable and like what, what they should do with their emotions, what would Giovanni want to tell them? And then second question, you can answer either or or both. Second is someone that is looking to act in New York or LA, or even if it's background work, do you have any advice for them? Well, when it comes to date, like fuck boys and what that is and how to pay attention to those details, I think you have to, I think we live on this, we live one life and we, you know, we have to make the most of it. And we don't necessarily know if someone's a fuck boy or not, or not. But you really have to pay attention to everything, all the details, because you, if you listen, they, someone will tell you who they are right away. And those red flags are very important. And you have to pay attention to those red flags because they will exist. Um, but am I like, have fun. I think we're at the, you know, a point of our lives. If, you know, I mean, I'm just discovering who I am at 39. You know, I couldn't, back when I was in my 20s, I was so serious and so like, oh, I had to be this, this, and this, and I have to approach this this way. I was like, fuck that. Do it. Enjoy it. Have fun. 100%. Live your life. Just pay attention. Have fun, but watch those red flags. If Understand what, if, and, and understand what you're dealing with. And, and that will make the biggest difference. When it comes to to acting and you know background work, listen, I'm starting my career now, so I, at this point, uh, you don't. I don't think there is a 
necessarily advice, but just say yes to everything. Do all the training that you can, you know, put in the work and it will, it's going to benefit you. Just, you know, fine tune your craft, fine tune you as an individual. Yep. This package that you're, you're creating and you want, and then you're going to present it to people and you have to be prepared that maybe it won't work for this one, this person, but it will work for this person. And it's a constant roller coaster and accepting that it's a roller coaster and just going along for the ride and enjoying yourself no matter what it is because life's short. That touched my heart. No, that's an amazing point. What you just said, I think it really is knowing your brand um, and knowing what you bring differently than another artist and not in a competitive way, but in an authentic way, right. In an original yeah. way. And it's something that Trust I just yourself and who you are as an individual. And that's, what's going to make, that's what people look for. That's being a star, baby. Authentic self. Because that no one else is going to have that. This is I, who is she? Like I don't know, but I know. But I think we're in the same wave. Like I know we have a few years apart from each other, but like you just learned who you are this year, and you're learning. So I same. I've had a really crazy transition the past year and a half of turning thirty, where I just. I don't know. I, I, I think I know who I am and I, I know my empathy side. I also know like my demons and I, I've worked a lot on myself where trusting that side of me, I can dive into my art more. Or I'm more open to saying yes to more opportunities and it helps with self-doubt because self-doubt is real. Right. And I think telling yourself like that imposter syndrome to go away and knowing that you are worth the beauty and the opportunity. Um, yeah. It's strong. Yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah. You're Oh, well, this was such a good conversation. I knew it was going to be great because you're fucking <laughs> No, this is lovely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Um, I'm going to have you on more in the future because like just talking to you is so natural and it's just fucking great. But I wish nothing but the best for you. We're going to be hanging out. I'm going to see you on set. I'm pretty sure in like a week or two, most likely. Um, here's some manifesting. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I have so much love for you and thank you for being on Boo. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.